Uh, guys, I'm excited about this morning. This morning we continue our series on the family of God, and we are looking at um, God's good destruction of Babel, right? The Tower of Babel, His righteous destruction of the Tower of Babel. And, and hopefully you know that story, you've heard that story. If not, we'll briefly talk about that story here in a few minutes. But last week we discussed... Um, unifying as the family of God and how we are designed as people to seek unity with others but how sometimes we get that wrong when we unify around the wrong thing or the wrong cause so to speak God's original intent right was for us to thrive in the family to subdue the earth to be fruitful and to multiply not just survival thrival right you remember that word I created last week it's it's a good word I'm going to try to make it a thing it's like making fetch happen I don't know if I can do it but I'm not going to give up right but as we look in the biblical story it doesn't take long to get from Genesis 2 where we see the creation of man and their time in the garden to get to Genesis chapter 3 where uh, they screwed everything up, where they disobeyed God's commands, where they unified around the wrong thing, and that ended up um, causing some major problems for them. And it's not a huge jump from Genesis chapter 3 to Genesis chapter 6, where we're going to spend a lot of our time today, and we see these words. So in Genesis chapter 6, verse 1, what we see is that men are starting to begin to multiply the earth, right? And obviously we know that that takes women as well. So men and women are multiplying and uh, population is growing and, and things are spreading. And the issue that takes place is instead of good fruit, instead of thriving, um, they start to really screw things up. They start to do the opposite. And in verses 5 through 7, we see that it says, The Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every intention of the thoughts of his hearts was only evil continually. I'm going to read that again because I think it's really powerful. Every intention of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And the Lord regretted that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him to his heart. So the Lord said, I will blot out man whom I have created from the face of the land, man and animals and creeping things and birds of the heavens, for I am sorry that I have made them. Now, how do we get from be fruitful and multiply to drown and die? Because it's really the jump that takes place. Be fruitful and multiply to drown and die. How do we make that transition? Well, let's go look at verse 11, which says, Now the earth was corrupt in God's sight. How did they do this? Because the earth was filled with violence. And God saw the earth, and behold, it was corrupt for all flesh had corrupted their way on the earth. And what that really means, what it really means that all flesh had corrupted their way on the earth is that they were living outside of the design purpose that God had for them. They were living outside of God's call for them. They were deciding to do their own thing and look out for all number one. And that came out in the form of violence. And so in verse 13, it said, God said to Noah, who we find out right before then, had received favor from God, right? He says, I have determined to make an end of all the flesh, for the earth is filled with violence through them. Behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Now, what these verses show us is God's creation's misuse of their capacity, right? It shows us God's creation of the misuse of their capacity. We, they, were designed to be fruitful. 
they, we, were designed to thrive. We were designed to cohabitate in harmony with one another. But they abused their gifts. They abused their gifts. And verse 5 tells us that in the Hebrew that every plan, every single plan of their heart was evil. And only sought to do evil. Which, as we know about evil, means being outside of God's plan, right? They were unifying around things that God had not called them to do. And it had grieved the heart of God. When we live outside of the design of God, we grieve the heart of God. To the point where, like all parents, we've been there, decide, you know what, we're done. We're done. I've given you warnings. I've given you instructions. I've told you again and again. Now, I'm going to snap your neck. Right? That's, I mean, we all get to that point, and then we have to take a deep breath, and we do something just short of that, right? But that's what God, that's where he's at. That's, that's, that's the point that his children, his creation, has brought him to. And he is just done. They were supposed to fill the earth with the family of God, but instead they filled it with violence. When we fail to adhere to the design that God intends for us, it leads to destruction. It leads to destruction. The scary part is that most often it leads to our destruction, but it also destroys everything around us. Right? It's like nuclear fallout. It, it, it just contaminates everything in our wake. But with destruction, often and almost always comes correction. Right? God is going to correct. In Genesis, with the story of Noah, he decided to correct catastrophically with a flood. And Noah and his family and two of every kind of animal were spared because God had found favor on Noah. The correction, the correction comes through grace. It comes through grace. And as we see so often throughout Scripture, it comes through the family unit. It's happening here through Noah. Next week we'll see that it happens primarily through Abraham and the descendants of his line. And the way that it happens often is by what we know as election. Election. Now, election is one of those topics in Christianity that uh, has some bitter debate surrounding it. But what I think we're going to find, and we'll talk more about it next week, but really what all election is, is the choice of God. The choice of God, who being God is able to make righteous decisions by definition, because he is God. And so what we see with election isn't that it's good versus evil, isn't that it's right versus wrong, isn't that it's, you know, light or darkness. Oftentimes it's God made that choice. He made that decision. And God chose Noah. Not because Noah himself was worthy. If you read the entire story of Noah, you see that he's pretty corrupt. Almost the minute he gets out of the ark, what happens to him? He gets drunk and lies naked and has to be covered up by his son. And then his son, thinking he's doing the right thing, gets cursed by Noah. And it's like, I'm glad we saved you for this. Right? Glad we saved you for this. The choice, as so often is, wasn't God's primary choice. 
but it was deemed necessary by God. What takes place with the flood and the story of the flood is new beginnings. It's new beginnings. The flood is really the end result of the actions of Adam and Eve. What they did in the garden by eating of the forbidden fruit led to the destruction of the flood. And why did it take place? Because instead of unifying around the promise of God, they sought instead to self-elevate, to become like God, to be in control. And so we start fresh. It says in Genesis 9, 1 through 5, And God blessed Noah and his sons, and he said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. Sound familiar? Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. Same instructions that he gave Adam and Eve. The fear of you and the dread of you shall be upon every beast of the earth and upon every bird of the heavens, upon everything that creeps on the ground and all the fish of the sea. Into your hand they are delivered. Every moving thing that shall live shall be food for you. And as I gave you the green plants, I give you everything. But you shall not eat flesh with its life, that is, its blood. And for your lifeblood I will require a reckoning. From every beast I will require it, and from man. From his fellow man I will require a reckoning for the life of man. God's demand, be fruitful and multiply, but abstain from violence. Do it right this time. Do it right this time. Do what I've called you to do. And I can tell you guys, so many times in my life, when I have got outside of God's plan for me, and I'm trying to do things all on my own, and I'm trying to make my own way, and I'm trying to write my own story, it's usually something that feels pretty catastrophic that pulls me back in. And there's some correction there. And oftentimes it's really painful. But I also have realized that I always, in that same instance, experience grace. Grace is always a part of the story. And there's always that message from God of like, okay, we got you back on track. Do it right now. Don't forget. Don't forget. Be fruitful and multiply. Abstain from violence. Live in harmony with one another. Be a part of the family of God. And it's not just about abstaining from violence. It's about respecting God's word and his sovereignty. That's what most covenants are all about, right? The stipulations of a covenant. God saying, be fruitful and multiply, and I will give everything on the earth to you, and I will help you multiply, and I will make sure that all your needs are met. Those type of covenants always come with a stipulation. Don't be violent. Don't screw it up like before. If you follow my word, I will bless you. I will give to you. I will make you fruitful. Don't do this, right? We know what that's like. Those stipulations are there to help us follow and obey and flourish. And it's what takes place as the tribes of the sons of Noah repopulate the earth. That is, until we get to Genesis 11. Where, guess what? They screw up once again. Humanity does it again. I give you the Tower of Babel. Let's look at chapter 11, 1 through 9. It says, Now the whole earth had one language and the same words. And as people migrated from the east, they found a plain in the land of Shinar and settled there. And they said to one another, Come, let us make bricks and burn them thoroughly. And they had a brick for stone and, I can't say this next word, but butemen for mortar. 
Then they said, Come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower with its top in the heavens. And let us make a name for ourselves, lest we be dispersed over the face of the whole earth. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of man had built. And the Lord said, Behold, they are one people, and they all have one language, and this is only the beginning of what they will do. And nothing that they propose to do will be impossible for them. Come, let us go down and there confuse their language so that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord dispersed them from all over the face of the earth and they left off building the city. Therefore, its name was called Babel because the Lord confused all the language of the earth and from the Lord dispersed them all over the face of the earth. Now this story for me growing up was pretty confusing. And part of the problem it was confusing is because I only saw the story at face level, right? Face value. At, sur at, the, at the surface, it seems like the people are doing exactly what God wanted them to do, right? They're unifying. Look at the unity that they have. This is exactly what God's been talking about, right? It's exactly what he wants. But as we dive deeper, we see that what's taking place is what we warned about last week. Naturally, we will unify. And these people were certainly unifying. But it wasn't the will of God. What was his instruction? Be fruitful, multiply, and fill the earth. Right? That was his instruction. That was part of the covenant that he created with them. What did they decide to do? We're all going to gather in this one place and make this giant city and give us this huge tower and be our own gods and look at our fancy tower and we'll always have this to point to. And really what they were doing was creating an idol out of a building. This will be our city and we'll all be together and we won't be scattered and... And everything will be great. And we'll do our own thing. And we'll make our own way. And we'll depend on one another. And this is exactly the opposite of what God had called them to do. Instead of honoring God, it was an act of rebellion. Their desire is to build for themselves a city and a tower to reach the heavens. A central meeting place. A creation of man, not the gift of God. It stands in direct opposition to everything that God had commanded them to do. Rev up. That's a, I like that a lot better than the that train. Was a, that was an amen. Yeah, you tell me to hurry up. Is that what you're doing, Dave? Train's coming. Finish. Fine, Dave. I'll be done. Right? This tower, the city is built from pride and self-reliance. God's command for unity, and this is what I want us to understand. God's command for unity isn't a command for a lack of diversity. It's not a command for us to all be the same. It's not a command for us to fit in this cookie cutter. It is a command to supersede our differences in favor of togetherness. To take the individualized gifts that we have been given and to use them together to glorify God. And when we try to snuff out that which is not like us, just because it is different, that is evil. That is sinful. And that is not the family of God. So God decides to undo their doing. Because he recognizes the potential evil of unification taking place by individuals whose inner evil is on par with one another. Again, the desire of their hearts was only evil. Next week. We're going to talk about how God fixes things once again and how he does that through the family 
and the family of God and how we continue to see His grace expound over and over and over again. And we're going to do so by looking at the story of Abraham and the blessing that came from his descendants. Let's pray, shall we? God, I come to you right now and I thank you for this day. Lord, I just pray that you would help us all see the importance, continue to see the importance of unity, but not just unity, unifying around what it is you call us to do. God, we ask for you to inspire us and to encourage us. In Jesus' powerful name, amen.